the box. Okay. You gently chaos dunk the fragile bunny back in the box and capture log it. It's such a nice present. You'll have to write Rose a thank you note and tuck it under her hairband or something. Wait, no, that would probably be creepy. This bunny reminds you that you still have a salamander in your Silidex. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a, a living creature. She's holding the bunny Dave got you. It's sort of uncanny how similar they are, aside from the knitted enhancements. Seriously, what are the odds? So weird. Yes, seriously, what are the odds? <laughs> also, I think it got lost in all of the uh, weird time shit. I think it's really sweet how John got her, like, a knitting set, and she responded by knitting him a present. Yeah, I, I think we, we talked about that uh, at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but we, we did... Um, we did think that it was a, you know... I, I think that was when we talked about, like, the romanticness of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of John and Rose. Yeah. Which, I you know, you know my, my steadfast belief, but... Sure. It is... Super cute. I think at the very least there are feelings there. No, I I would definitely agree with that. I would. Yeah. Um. Someone just. I'm sorry. I, I thought that I, I'm kind of tweeting along as we read. By all means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I tweeted about the bunny and I just went uh. Someone just goes. Was it just a Con Air reference the entire time? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Uh. uh shout out to Indie Winter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, deploy beloved daughter. You release dear, precious Casey. She is probably getting antsy in that card. You think you'll leave her here with Rose? How, how fucked up would that be? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Jesus, John. Jesus. 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 A dangerous quest is nothing to embark on with a sweet, innocent little girl stashed in your inventory. You aren't actually sure if she is a girl, though. You don't even know if salamanders can be girls. Aren't they hermaphrodites or something? You don't know anything about biology. Unless it's biology that has to do with ghosts and slime, but even then you don't actually know anything. You just sort of like to pretend you do. Looks like a troll's bugging Rose. <laughs> yeah, th th yeah. Th there's not really any gender marker fire on that, on that, on Casey. No, she's just like an armless lizard thing. Yep. Let's answer that troll. Grim Auxiliatrix began trolling Tentacle Therapist. And even though the username is Tentacle Therapist, that's John, so I'll take that part. Yep. I'm supposed to... I, I kind of forgot how... Very uh, snooty, right? Yeah, just take that snootiness and crank it to 11. Yep. I'm supposed to antagonize a few members of your trivial species. I start somewhere, and some win. I'm starting with you, and now. It's going to be pointless and unpleasant. Mostly for me. Actually, you know what? I'm not really feeling this at all. Goodbye. She's not here right now. She's asleep. But okay, see ya. Is this your human sarcasm that I've heard about? That you always use? That is basically a terrible way to communicate. Uh, no? I thought that was the thing you did. The rose human, specifically. Oh, yeah. That's me. I'm the rose human. Look at me! I'm so smart with all these snooty words and complicated things to say. I'm the queen of books! Oh, I love you, John. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dork of a kid, you. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I want to adopt him. Like Casey. <laughs> Steal him. Okay, those are definitely insincere statements. Why do you work so hard at being so awful? 
Ugh. I'm so burned. These burns are crazy. Can we just cut to the chase and be friends already? These cat and mouse games are so dumb. You know we're just gonna all be friends at some point anyway. Have we spoken before? I don't know. Uh, maybe? It's hard to keep track with all your time nonsense. Now that I think about it, it is pretty conceivable that I will talk to you again in the past after this conversation. That's because you guys always do things the hard way, and the dumb way. I should figure out how the viewpoint feature of this application works, so I can see what such a predator creature looks like. Haha, <laughs> well I know what you guys look like. You look kind of like uh, Howie Mandel from Little Monsters. Even though, to be perfectly frank, he was kind of a big monster. Because he was a big, goofy adult. And Fred Savage was like his child prankster sidekick. Is this an adversary you've encountered on your quest? No, it's a movie. You should ask John about it, because he thinks it's awesome, which it is. It seems you put stock in John's assessment of things. Even really uninteresting things that are pretty terrible to listen to. He's either the leader of your party, or you hold whatever this human equivalent of mating fondness for him is. Yeah, I got him this really cool bunny for his birthday, and it's really nicely knitted and everything. Because I'm basically in love with him, you're right! Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure John knows it's because I'm really thoughtful, and I bet he really appreciates the present, and I would say thank you if he were here. Okay, human courtship is definitely a strange thing, and it's sort of blowing my mind listening to this. I think I'll talk to someone else. Why don't you talk to John? Uh, maybe. When along his timeline would you recommend communicating with him? Oh, man, I don't know. Why don't you pick the time that'll make the most complicated mess out of everything imaginable? You know that's what you're gonna do anyway. Considering that you're obviously not the smart, and not that smart, I thought she, I just thought she was gonna talk about the smart one again. <laughs> like I do. <laughs> uh, considering you're obviously not that smart, and basically understand whipping bugwind fuck all about even the most elementary temporal mechanics. I'm a bit perplexed as to why I find myself vehemently fondling the short end of this antagonism stick here. Kind of irritating. I'm gonna to talk to this your comrade, this John human, and figure out what's going on. Okay. If you talk to him in the past, he'll understand even less buggy whip fuck all about time and he'll be confused. So maybe pay something from this conversation to him. I don't know. And if you talk to him in the future, he'll probably know all this stuff. Like things you said to him but haven't said yet? And then you'll be confused. Sorry, that's just how this works. Don't say I didn't warn you. Consider me fully briefed on the matter. Until next time, Rose. See you in the past. Yeah, bye! <laughs> Grimoxiliatrix ceased trolling tentacle therapist. Do you remember that Grimoxiliatrix was insistent that Rose came off like a real dumbass the first time she talked to her? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we know why. Because it was John. Because this was the conversation she copied and pasted for Rose to uh, cooperate with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> John is secretly the best troll of them all. I know. <laughs> He's so good. Uh, next. Grim Auxiliatrix began trolling twin Armageddons. Uh, oh, we're, we're seeing the troll facility here. We can see Naya is sitting at one computer. We can see Tavros's horn to the left of her, and the horn of a troll we ain't seen yet on her right. And Terezi's just got her walking stick. What, what do you call those? It's not a walking stick. Um, I don't know. The it's like a, it's like a, it's a cane. It's like a blind person's cane. Yes. Um, that she's just stumbling around with. Yeah. Maybe not the best way to put that. Yeah, that was a terrible phrase. 
I'm a bad man, I'm sorry. You're not a bad man, you're... That was not how I meant that to come out. Yeah, like, I, I, I could have, if I had talked first, I would have probably said something similar, and then, yeah. like, oh, that's shitty. Yeah, whoops, whoopsie. Um, I'm sorry if you're blind to listen to this, and I said something mean just now. No, but yeah, she is, she is walking around. Yes. We don't see her walking, but we can assume from... We can assume, because she's feeling out the space in front of her with the cane. Yes. Yeah. If you're not too busy still setting up the network, perhaps you can come show me how to activate the viewpoint. Viewport? I am, in fact, too busy still setting it up. Whoa, here's an idea. Press F1. My keyboard is missing the F1 key. Lies. Don't bother me, I'm not in the mood. If I see one more snarl of wires, kind of jutting out and being tangled or whatever, I'm gonna, I'm going to perform some sort of athletic fucking somersault off the deep end and get a call from the president or some shit. So go away. Used to like to talk more. If I recall, I was typically the one who would solicit reprieve from your nonsense. So I don't know what happened. That was before I knew we were all going to die. And no one believed me. And now look at you all. All believing me suddenly. Hmm, uncanny. Then why are you doing this? Setting up these stations for us? To get you all off my bulge about it. But I won't troll any of them personally. No way. Kind of juvenile. But you guys go knock yourselves out, okay? See the menu up top? Fiddle around with that till you open the viewport. I did fiddle with it, to no avail. If you can't figure Sid out by fucking around, you don't belong near computers. <laughs> I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like with registered sex offenders and school. If you move to a new town, you have to go up to your neighbor's door and warn them about how stupid you are and give them a chance to hide all their innocent technology and vandalize your house. To be clear, that is canonically supposed to be a lisp. Okay. <laughs> I'm not just doing that out of my ass. Okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, this troll, uh, every time there's an eye, there, there are two of them. Yes. And he, any regardless of what form of two he's supposed to use, he uses TWO. Yeah. And he replaces the letter S with a 2, which, as I said, is meant to be interpreted as a lisp. Okay. Um, next. Oh, we might be getting a look at this Twin Armageddon's fella. He's got sunglasses with, like, the universe reflected in him like Dave, but one lens is red and one's is blue. Yeah, this seemed more like a Dave. Like, he almost seemed very Dave-like, and he, he even gave the line the, about... Yeah, yeah, the, the acrobatic fucking pirouette. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next. Someone yeah. has the F1 key. Yep. Next. F1 bonk. <laughs> Instead of actually just hitting the key, she th pulled it off her keyboard and threw it at him. Okay. There's her. <laughs> yeah, so that is, uh... You know, the, that is, uh, the... I forgot the... Uh, Gemini. Yeah. Gemini yeah. troll. Yeah. Yeah, he's got four horns. Yeah. That's Solix. That's his name. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I used to follow someone who had uh, the username of Solix. Oh, nice. Well, I, I think it was some, you know, finagling to get it, but... Right, right, right. It's, um... Because his full name is Solix Captor, which, if you juggle a few letters around, it's Pollux and Castor, which are the two twins in the Gemini constellation. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 
Welcome back to Let Me Tell You About Homestuck. It's me, Luke. It's me, Ashley. We're both here. Yeah. Still. That'd be weird if one of us wasn't. Yeah, there's um eventually going to be a point in this story where there are uh, dialogues between three or more characters. Mm. And I have no idea how the fuck we're going to handle that. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we drag guests in? I, I don't know. I think what eventually will just happen is one of us will just do two voices. <laughs> what happens if those two characters talk to each other? I mean, you know, one. I think the people at home will know that we are not, yeah, like professional actors, and we'll excuse some. Sure. Yeah. Well, I guess what I'm saying is we got to get our voice acting on lock. Yeah, like I've already changed Dave's voice like five times, so. Yeah, uh, and for me, my Dave voice is just my normal voice, but low, and my John voice is my normal voice, but high and a little raspy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're barreling right along through Act 4. It is... Uh, I wanted to ask you a question before we start Oh, yeah, by all means. Uh, so, just from seeing some fan art of the trolls... Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there are some people who have, like, headcan... You know, there are people who have headcanons... From personally of like what the kids look like sure uh there are people who have headcanons of what the trolls look like and make to make them somewhat more alien than just gray skin and horns oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you ever ascribed to one of those um not especially mostly just because i don't think of it that much like when i picture the trolls i just picture what they look like in the comic mm-hmm. which is relatively abstract but yeah i think it's perfectly reasonable like i think a big uh fan canon thing is that they have like elf ears yeah. Um, and sometimes people draw them with, like, more alien-looking noses. I've definitely seen some images of uh, speculation on what their genitalia looks like. I- I've also heard and seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have seen both the the version... I think it was a relatively popular idea that their uh, genitals looked like... Some of them looked like conch shells, and some of them looked like slugs that would crawl into a conch shell. Yep. Uh, and then I've also seen the version from, eventually, uh, there was a side project launch called Paradox Space, which was basically just fan, like, guest webcomics based on Homestuck and just little side stories and stuff, and one of them had, uh, it was, the joke was that it was, like, um, a, like, teen camp comedy, Mm. uh, where, like, with all the kids and trolls, and, uh, to play a prank on Tavros, Dave showed him some porn and, like, his entire body split open and, like, a monster came out of it and just sprayed juice everywhere. Jesus. Yeah. And then someone pointed out, you basically just showed a minor ejaculating and they <laughs> changed the comic. Because even though it was science fiction, it's still maybe not uh, kosher. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Homestuck. Oh, Homestuck. Uh, yeah, like, I, I've seen them with somewhat, like, you know... Like, I, I, that's also a thing, I think, with, um... I, I, I make a lot of allusions and, you know, draw parallels to this, but with Steven Universe, uh-huh. people like to draw the gems as being much more alien-like. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think in general, people don't do that so much just because it makes it easier to feel like you're cosplaying accurately if they just look like gray people. I, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, 
But, I, I also yeah. think there are just some people who like feel like if the alien is just like you know a humanoid, it is right. some way in some way cheating. Yeah, and I'm sympathetic to that idea too. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's a convenience thing. Yeah, I just thought that'd be an interesting thing to bring up. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, let's yeah. So we are uh, in the veil. Yeah, we're in the veil with the trolls. Uh, where Kanaya was hassling Solix to help her with her computer. Yeah, she is. There's a little hassle there. Yeah, she's just pushing on his head. After throwing an F1 key. Yes. And Carcat's there too. Well, that, that's that's a pretty. You know, Kanaya, I'm not sure. I I'm interested in this move you pulled where he tells you to hit that key, and instead you yank it off the keyboard and throw it at him. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to be the tech service guy. <laughs> uh, but Rose and Dave, let's shut up and jam. Shut up and jam. Dave shows you some of his sweet gear. Wow, he's so cool. So this is, I think this is one of the last times we see one of these where it's like basically a sampling page of a bunch of music that doesn't show up in the uh, comic, like in a Flash animation. <laughs> it's just some stuff from some different... Uh, uh, albums. Yeah. Um, but, this is an interesting page in Homestuck's history. Oh, is it? It is. Um, you, many of the Flash animations you have seen so far featured music that was not their original music. <gasps> really? Um, yeah. So there used to be a guy on the Homestuck music team named Bill Bolin. Hmm. And he contributed a lot of really cool songs. Um, for instance, the Flash where, like, Jade fights her dog yeah. uh, had a song from him. Um, the Midnight Crew Flash, that were, like, we, f- we first see, like, their city and they're fighting the felt. That had one by him. Uh, and then on this page, all of the songs on here used to be Bill Bolin songs. And he got extremely angry because they were, like, demos he'd put up for the music team to critique. And Hussey stuck him in the comic without asking him. Mm. And uh, as opposed to perhaps, say, uh, privately contacting him, it's like, hey, those weren't really ready yet. Can you take that down? Or, you know, can we work something out here? He had a gigantic meltdown all over the Homestuck forums. So... Hussey's reaction was, okay, we you don't want your music in the comic? You got it, buddy. Fuck off. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, I heard, a, like, an inkling about that, that uh-huh. there was a music person who was no longer kind of with the team. Right. And there was, of course, a lot of angst about, like, well, the new songs aren't as good as the old ones. Yeah. But, you know. Them's the breaks. Yeah, people get over it. Yep. Then your songs are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, there's definitely... A lot of those flashes feel like they changed in tone a little bit when they changed music. Mm-hmm. Like, that Midnight Crew one has, like, a very, like, sort of dark, slow, jazzy song to it now. It used to be, like, a really uptight, uh, upbeat, like, ragtime song. Okay. But I think uh, that also better suits what the Midnight Crew eventually becomes. Yeah, probably. Although it did used to have animation where, like, the moon in the background was dancing to the music, which was pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> lost to time. Yep. Uh, next. Yeah, but we, we get a lot of good animations of 
Yeah, Rose and Dave are just having a dance party. Yeah, and then there's some sweet bro and hell Jeff in there. Mm-hmm. There's some falling downstairs, bro. There's some little cow. And there's some little cow. And Rose is not having it. No, who wouldn't? Who yeah. would have little cow? Yeah. Uh, next. She hucks that dream little cow right out the window. Uh, Rose, first be the pony, second follow mom. You are now the pony. Yes! <laughs> You stand outside some ruins, which your beloved master's mother entered recently. Outside, you find a striking scarcity of oats or greenery or anything at all that's delicious to chew on. This is as compelling a reason as any to follow her inside. Maplehoof, enter. <laughs> you go in the ruins. Your clopping hooves echo throughout the cavernous and foreboding environment. But you're too stupid to be nervous. I disagree. Horses are too stupid to ever not be nervous. Yeah, your powerful snout detects the scent of Rose's mom. She went this way. Uh, let's follow that scent. Good grief, look at all this grist. A large and terrible monster must surely have been slain here. Yeah, there's some grist we haven't seen yet. Yeah, you got like dark red, you got diamond-shaped grist. Yeah. Got some that looks like that cube-shaped like bubblegum you buy in those plastic cartons. Yeah, like there's a weird like one with a bunch of ball like balls. Uh, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maple, collect that grist. You pick up all the grist and store it in Rose's grist cache. This is entirely too much grist of too many exotic types for such a low-level player. But you'll take it. You don't look a gift horse in the pink heart tattoo. The grist overflow is gathered by the grist gutter utility supplied by Grist Torrent. It's stored and gradually redirected to other players. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, like that, we, I was worried that the, the Grist uh, torrent would rob John, and it still may, rob John at a moment of need. Yeah, that seems like it's mostly become a thing of the past. It mostly seems yeah. like once you get set up in the game, it's more about just pooling your resources than stealing from other players. Yep. Uh, Maple, proceed. Rose's mom stands on a small platform and disappears. You're a little nervous about transportalizing yourself. As a quadruped, grisly bisection strikes you as a very real possibility. Even though you're too dumb to think of such things. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of horse hate on this. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and that, that pad is, like, not big enough for a horse to stand yeah. on all the way. But, uh, next... Unless uh, they stand on their hind legs! Their hind hooves. Yeah, hind hooves. Um, John first be the hat, second find dad... Rose stops being the pony just in time for John to start being the hat. This is the hat that John stuffed in a mailbox. Yep. Next. And that his dad put an order form in for. Mm -hmm. The breeze carries you to where you need to go. And yeah, there, there's a breeze, breeze blowing. Yeah. Next. You settle in front of a man in sore need of a fresh hat. He gathers the clean hat, along with a shoe he found through similarly through similarly serendipitous means to replace the one he lost. That's a tongue twister. Yep. And there's a little settle sound effect. Yeah. Yeah, John's dad's there. He's there. He's, he's covered in oil. Yes, he is. Uh, next. Oh. And across the way, he sees none other than Jade's grandpa with that Colonel Sassiker book. Yeah. I, I, I just got to know. Next. Yep. Oh, he's showing dad the book. Dad's looking at it. Yep. They part uh, next. Yeah, he follows him into some little uh, grotto in the ground. Yeah, next. And he 
jumps into a teleporter just like Rose's mom did on her planet. Yeah. And like Maplehoof did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. More importantly, Maplehoof. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. Yeah, and Dad uh, goes right along with him. Yeah. Uh, John visit Rose's alchemiditor. So something's going on with them parents. Yeah, something's going on with those parents. Yeah. You decide to try out the code Dave Sprite gave you. Oh, right, because he gave him a code from the Doom timeline. Yeah. During the fit he threw. Uh, John, make an item. Fear no anvil. This thing is huge and costs a fortune. Half a million pieces of grist, garnets, diamond, and gold, and a single piece of quartz. There's no way you can make that, let alone wield it, even with your ghost gloves. Let's shrink it down. You use the alchemitor's scaling upgrade to reduce it to a more manageable and affordable size. You make a weapon called Fear No Anvil. That is a weapon. Yeah, it's like a hammer with a big ol' like ruby head to it, but then like the part that attaches the head to the handle is a clock. Yeah. I thought it was like a miniature sun for a bit. Oh, it might be something like that too. No, I think it's like a pile of... It looks like a photoshopped uh, photograph of a bunch of gears. Yeah, no, if you, I look closer, but from, yeah. like, from the distance. Right, well, in the background, there's, like, lava exploding out of the earth and shit. Yep, uh, pester Dave Sprite, let's... Ectobiologist began pestering, turn tech godhead. So, what is this? The thing the code made? Really powerful hammer. How do you know? I thought you couldn't use hammers. I can't. Uh, better be, though. Got it from Hephaestus. Who's that? Really tough to kill, dude. You killed him for it? Nope. How'd you get it, then? Shenanigans. Okay. Uh, Hephaestus is the name of Dave's web browser. Oh. We, we did see the, uh, the dead... Uh, I forgot what the name of it was, but the, the other dead creature in a Jade's, uh... Yeah. In, uh, in Jade's house. Right, which dead creature? I forgot the name of it, but, like, one of the dead creatures that was the name of... Oh, uh, Typhius. Typhius, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, which I think is John's web browser. And also we saw a dead troll there, so... Well, not, not a dead troll, like... <laughs> okay, yeah, I remember, yes. Dead ogre. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It has the teeth like the World of Warcraft troll, so I always think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, check out Dave's computer, Rose. Yeah, uh, on Dave's computer, she can see her house where John's at. Yeah, but it's it, it all... It, it mostly looks like Dave's, like, non-dream computer, but it also is has some weird filters on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and we can see that that's his, there's his web browser right there. Yeah. Uh, it seems you have a visitor. Next. She, they give each other a look, and she vanishes away to go deal with this John situation. Yep. Next. She's awake, uh, and Casey's still there in her room. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, TA, fix GA's computer. There's nothing to fix. Just gotta open the viewport. It's easy. Uh, next. Okay, so we're seeing the, the interface for the Trolls chat program, which is not Pester Chum, but Trollian. Yep. Which is a joke that most of Homestuck's audience probably is too young to understand. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I don't can... get it, so... Oh, uh, Trillion was a, like, chat client, like AIM. Oh, I never really was into chat clients, so that's probably okay. why I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was cool because it, like, could talk to multiple chat clients. So, like, you'd, 
you, like if you had aim, you could only talk to someone with aim. Yeah. If you had trillion, you could talk to like aim, MSN messenger, all sorts of sorts of. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we are seeing everyone's timelines and when they can choose on the timeline. Yeah. Uh, and there appears to be a bar graph going up or going down if it's the other way. Right. Um, I believe that's supposed to be the gray is before they enter the game and the black is after. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, so at this point, Jade is not a lot of time in the game. Right, well, which she's not even in the game from our perspective. Yeah, so, and John has the most. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we can see uh, the end of the uh, Kanaya Rose, in quotation marks, right, conversation. Yeah. Right, where John got her good. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, also we can see that uh, they still have, under, under the chump role, mm. they have ectobiologist ghosty, ghostly trickster... Uh, tentacle therapist, uh, Turtic Godhead, and Garden Gnostic. Yup. I, I like that they still had to keep Ghostly Trickster in there. <laughs> yeah, well, they gotta harass him before that he changes his name. Uh, true, true. Yeah. Uh, next. Yep. So he like clicks on the dot of where the current time is, and there we go. We can see Rose on Trollian. Yep. Uh, let's examine the laptop. Someone's been using your Pester Chum account. And you somehow doubt the culprit was this young, upright amphibian presently throwing a fit. Casey's not having it. <laughs> She's just blowing bubbles and stamping her, her feet. Her, her. She, she can't find her dad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wait, do you mean John or the older salamander that John stole her from? Either. Yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm putting probably too much on a, a kid lizard, but she did follow John. That's true. But, like, also, like, if I saw, like, a little kid, like, following an adult, I would be like, or or a older kid, I'd be like, oh, they're probably their parent. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That kid, that, that, that little kid deserves to live with that older kid now. Right. They followed each other. <laughs> uh, Rose, go find John. You hurry to the door so you can catch John before he goes gallivanting off somewhere. But it, it seems your door is ajar. Funny you don't remember leaving your door ajar. Even though it's sort of absurd for you to take note of such a thing, considering John recently left your room. Ah, well, it doesn't matter. You will now proceed through this door uneventfully. I think I know what is coming. <laughs> as we have heard from, uh, you know, if we remember when John's door was slightly ajar. Right. And now we know that his, his uh, sprite may be here. Uh... Proceed through door uneventfully. You get dumped on by a bucket full of hellacious blue phlegm aneurysm gushers as a thoughtful but mischievous thank you gesture from John. Your prankster's gamut plunges to an all-time low. You cannot hope to defeat Egbert in a prank off. He's simply the best there is. Really not. <laughs> Casey loves it. You know, Casey is jazzed. <laughs> we don't know if it's about the prank or about the gushers. Yeah. <laughs> John, equip that trusty rocket. Rose obviously isn't waking up anytime soon. Might as well take some time to explore. Maybe stop by again later. Oh, there's a... There's her buddy. Yeah, Dr. Miyagi. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say Vodka Mutini. That's fine. Uh, next. Why, Dr. Meowgon? Do you want to come along for the ride? It sure looks that way. 
Okay, hop aboard then. Adventure awaits. Oh, well, I guess we'll get to see more. More. <laughs> Blast off! And there they go. He's riding on John's head. <laughs> also, I just remembered what happened to Vodka Mutini. Oh no! I didn't say it was bad. I just remember before I said I don't remember where that cat ends up. Now I remember where that cat ends up. Okay, I, I just always assume that's gonna be something bad. <laughs> sure, that's reasonable. Uh, next. And Rose ran outside to grab him just as he blasted off. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Where's he off to now? At least you have this little fellow here to keep you company. You will name him Viceroy Bubbles Von Salamancer. So, uh, I guess I've seen where this is going. All of their... <laughs> their little, not, you know, non-speaking acquaintances will be, be named several things. Yeah, just traded around. Yep. Dave, be the puppet. You have no idea what the hell that means. But, yeah, you can kiss that obnoxious puppet goodbye. Maybe now you can get a decent night's sleep. Next. And the puppet's just flawing out of that tower. Yep. Next. Uh, but mid-fall, it gets caught by the rocket skateboard we saw Dave's bro fly away on earlier. It does. Next. Okay. This is the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. What is taking place here is almost certainly illegal. You're not sure which laws are being broken, but it's probably a lot. <laughs> yeah, we're with AR now, watching yeah. all this transpire. Uh, AR, follow? Oh, Cal on the rocket board went into a, a transportalizer. AR went in after him. Yep. Yeah. Go and explore. Yeah, that's him exploring. <laughs> He's just flying all over the place on Rose's planet. Well, he is flying on a two-frame animation. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, next. You spy a boat on the shore of one of the islands below. You wonder who could be out here rowing in the middle of the ocean. Let's investigate. Hoofprints in the sand. The mystery deepens. Fucking Mutini's investigating them hoofprints. Aww. <laughs> uh, John, enter. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, there's cock liches in here. <laughs> that's, there are that's, many frightening and powerful monsters. That's, that's a fucked up thing to... This is a fucked up two words to put together. Yeah. <laughs> Aggress. You stun them with the cool time powers of your awesome new hammer, and then dispatch them swiftly. Yeah, so it probably is a clock. Yeah. Well, we got a crazy damage bonk. Crazy damage bonk! Collect the spoils. The good Dr. Spengler helps you gather the riches. <laughs> Uh, John, proceed. There's a platform over here. You guess you'll go stand on it. Oh, wow, it just made you disappear! <laughs> John, John, John's trustworthy. Yeah. Of both people, aliens, and things. Yeah. Uh, next. Uh, oh. we're seeing meteors out in the veil again. Yeah, next. Oh, we zoomed in a bit. Yeah, we zoomed in. Next. And... John appears to have appeared inside one of the facilities on a meteor. Yeah, you can see Colonel Sassaker's text. Alright, so uh, Jade's grandpa and his dad must have come this way. Yeah, and we can assume that Rose's mom did too. Yeah. Remember when at the beginning of the comic where I couldn't say Colonel Sassaker? <laughs> now it's fucking second nature. Right, yeah. Yeah, there's a whole like bank of transporters here. Yeah, well so three. Probably... But we, yeah. Well, sh 
There's a bank of three transporters. Are you okay, happy now? Okay, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, explore the lab. What the hell is going <laughs> on in here? That's a good question. Yeah, we got Maple Hoof, Lil Cal, Vodka Mutini, Colonel Sassikers, an oily old hat. Yeah, and this is one of those panels where if you don't know what Homestuck is... Yeah. Doesn't really... It's not going to make a lot of sense. No. Now let's explore the lab further. Now, what in the hell is going on in here? Okay, so... <laughs> we heard a bit about this. Yeah, uh, Carcat talked about how the kingdoms genetically, like, create, uh, like, chess pieces yeah. to fight in the war. And now we're seeing giant pods where they're, like, creating rooks and bishops, and there's smaller ones that look like it's making little pawn people that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of, uh, like, reel-to-reels in the back. Yeah, maybe, like, a bunch of old computers or something. Yeah. Uh... Two cares, just ride that pony already. Yes! Fuck yes! Hell fucking yes! Yes, yeah, so it is a, a poorly drawn... Yeah. Uh, John riding that pony. Yes, with, with Vodka Mutini riding on his butt. Yep. Uh, Everyone's next. having a good old time. Yep. But seriously, what the hell's going on in here? But seriously, keep exploring. You find a sweet get-up. It's almost as if it was tailor-made for you. How weird would that be? Yeah, that'd be weird. Yeah, like, yeah it's like, like a, a lab coat in, like, lime green, and there's, like, a belt buckle that is John's little green slime ghost logo. Yeah, but, I mean, what are the chances? Yeah. That's like getting two bunnies in one day. Right, yeah. Put it on, John. You equip the Junior Ectobiologist Lab Suit. Uh, so we're going to do some ectobiology. Apparently. We, we've heard a bit about this. Also, yeah. that mannequin looks weird. Well, let's exa examine that nearby station. Now, what in the hell is going on here? Of course, it's obvious what's going on in here. It's another one of those four-monitored house-shaped terminal thingies. So John doesn't know that, though. Right. We know it. We know it. The audience. Uh, AR, resist the urge to ride bro's rocket board. You fail to resist the urge. You start thrashing up stunts, something uncanny brutal on your quest for mad justice, yo, and get this wayrude municipality under control. Shit's basically flying off the hook. It's like shit wants something to do with that hook. The hook filed for divorce from that shit and is now seeking custody of the hook and the shit's two kids. So wait, the hook filed divorced and is now trying to get custody of the hork of the hook? Well, no, so, so shit flew off the hook because it wants nothing to do with the hook anymore. And the hook filed divorce from the shit that flew off of it and is seeking custody of the kids. It, it says of the hook and the two the shit's two kids. Right, because the hook filed for divorce. Okay. <laughs> okay, it, it is not of... Not seeking custody of the hook and the shit's two kids. It is seeking custody of the hood and the shit's... Two kids. Oh, I see you're saying, yeah, the two kids that the hook and the shit head together. Okay. I want to make sure I get this. Right, it's, it's clearly the most important line we've encountered thus far. Yeah, but let's pop a fucking wheelie. Let's pop, pop, fucking wheelie. These hops are unreal. Shit, this flagrant should be illegal. It probably is, but you don't care. Yeah. Uh, so, if you notice, there is one of those arms again. Yeah. 
and he's trying to high five it. <laughs> uh, yeah, AR has quickly gone to given given up his line of, his life of law and has gone to life of crime. He's discovered the freedom of thrashing on a board. And also, there are no wheels on that board, so it must be very hard to do a wheelie. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, next. And we're back on Prospect. A prepared to, a PM, question mark. Prepare to depart for Battlefield. You've traveled to Prospect's moon to board a shuttle headed for the Battlefield. There you'll seek the counsel of the White King. A lot of stuff going on for a PM. Yeah. Her, her life's been really turned upside down. It really has. Uh, next. Oh. Uh, uh-oh, there's some kind of princess tentacle hat, uh, below the platform. Yeah, next. And it continues to raise up. Oh, uh, next. <gasps> it's, it's Club's Deuce, yeah. with a hat that's taller than PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good hat. Yeah, next. Uh, oh, close. Uh, he's got a little sword through him. He's got like a little novelty sword, like fake. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You've unwittingly been tailed by a nefarious courtyard droll from Durse. He's got little cat ears. He got a little sword through him. <laughs> close. Deuce has got a lot going on. Yeah. But not in the scary way the PM does. No. He's just living life to the fullest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, someone has made a plush of this guy. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we, um, all of us, for a long time, I've never actually gotten him, but we had a mailing list where it was just, if you want to have him for a little while, get yourself on the list, and like the person that has him will mail him to you. You take some silly pictures with him and mail him to the next person. Amazing. And uh, the hat was Velcro and could be taken off, and uh, at least originally it had... Um, candy hidden inside. It's all. <laughs> I'm sure it's not there anymore, but... Uh, I, I, yeah, like I assume the, I forgot what CD's candy was. Um, shit, what was it? It was, uh, licorice, right? Yeah, it was licorice. Yeah. A uh, pick PM's pockets? Yeah, he does that. Ooh, he's quick. Uh, next. You pilfer the White Queen's ring. Oh, shit. Yup. Ah, oh, shit. Yup. Uh, PM depart. None the wiser. You board the shuttle. Next stop, Skaya. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Next. You receive an incoming message from the Draconian dignitary. You tell him you've got the ring. He says good. Bring it to him while he waits for an update from the hegemonic brute who's been tracing the king's movements down on the battlefield. He asks if you're still wearing that ridiculous outfit. He says you don't have to anymore, by orders of the Sovereign Slayer. You say... You say you'd still rather wear the outfit. He's got nothing to say about that. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> yeah, so now we, we have the Sovereign Slayer. Yeah. Jack Noir, I'm guessing. Mm, right. And our... We've seen our first hint of DD in yep. this... Uh, this world too. In uh, Hart's, Hart's boxcar. Yep, yep. So let's go next. Jade's coming in with a fucking flying drop kick. Yeah. Next. Yeah, right in the fucking face. Clobbered. Yeah, his like eyes twitching. And the, the his sword fell out. Yep. Next. Additional pummeling. Oh no. Why'd it have to be CD? Why couldn't it be, you know? Yeah. 
Spade Slick. Someone I'm who... unconvinced of her ability to deal with Spade Slick, especially now that he's got that uh, ring. True, but Club Stu is just so adorable. He's very cute. Uh, next. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the real world, the robot Jade was doing the same sick karate moves to the Grandpa Mannequin. Dead Grandpa Smackdown! <laughs> next. Sweet. Next. Catch! She's got the ring. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Club Stu doesn't know what the fuck just happened. Yeah. Although the uh, random prospect person in the background has caught his hat. Seems seems jazzed about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next. It's too late. She's gone. You'll have to remember to deliver it later somehow. Oh. Yes. <laughs> next. The best way to remind yourself that you're carrying a ring is to put it on your finger. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Next. Oh, we've got a real shitty drawing of Jade with all the power-ups. <laughs> Next. Of course, that was just an imaginary transformation, since the ring doesn't work like that on humans. It was fun to pretend, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, faked us out. Yeah. Meanwhile, in a timeless expanse. Somewhere, a war-weary villain rues eternal struggle between feuding royalty. The battlefield holds little promise for the peaceful life of a simple farmer. Uh, so WV. Yeah, this is the first time we've seen WV in the present. Right, yeah, yeah. That is the, the past of when, of when we see WV, but our present, the yes. kid's present, time's hard. Yep. WV, rise up. You gotta rise up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got the, the original simple chessboard of Skya. Yep. And then John jumps in, transforms to a more complicated chessboard. And then Rose it, comes in, it becomes a cube chessboard. Now it is a sphere when Dave comes in. Yep. Oh, it's it like is. a whole planet now. Yeah. I can only I can only guess what it would be like when, when Jade jumps in. Right, yeah. Where do you go from sphere? From from a planet. Yeah. Man, the, the black and white armies are marching against each other. Yeah. Are they dropping out of ships? Yep. Yeah, this is dope. Yeah, they, there's like explosions everywhere, sword fights, there's giant chess monsters attacking each other. Oh, there's, and then there's a little farm. Oh no, the farm got farm burnt down. Bursts into flames. And the farmer holds up a tattered flag as his home burns. And, and the king is in the background. Yeah, he can only think about his hatred for kings. Yeah. And we, yeah. And, uh, Meanwhile, another another interloper has flown yeah. into the scene. Jack Noir, aka Spade Slick, aka the Sovereign Slayer. Yeah. Oh, not that. No, they all seem to. Yeah, WV has raised an army of both the black and white chess yep. pieces. And PM's convinced the king to give her his scepter, but HB's watching. Uh, and yeah, WV's leading his army against the Black King. 
Uh, Jack Noir has cut it off. Yeah, he destroyed the scepter. Well, he cut off the king's head. Yep. And the scepter got lost. The the white king's scepter. Yeah. And Jack's put on the king's crown, and WV don't like that one bit. No. Hmm. <sighs> a lot of stuff happened. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens in that one. But yeah, now we now we know a little bit more about WV's deal. Yeah, uh, WV used to be a farmer, and that's why he likes green things. That's why he likes green things, and he he led an army against the, the, the to stop the war. Yeah, an army of, of, of a harmonious army. Yeah, he united the two peoples. Yeah, against a common hatred of kings. Yeah, and a love of mayors. Yeah, and we saw too that the, uh, so it seems like the scepter is the king's equivalent to the ring. Yeah. And it turns him into like a giant monster instead of just turning him into, giving him the prototype stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so PM is now fighting with Hart's boxcars somewhere. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, let's have Rose alchemize a bunch of cool stuff. Shit. Let's be Santa. So this, I'm guessing this was a Christmas update? This was, uh, no, but this is referencing the sweet bro and hella Jeff that went up at Christmas time. Okay, then. Close enough. Yeah, this this would have been, like, springtime, because remember, uh, Jack Ascend was, uh, year oh. one. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah, so this would be, like, May, probably. Okay. Oh, let's combine the hub and the laptop. You make the hub top. That one was pretty obvious. Okay, so now she will have infinite power and... Yeah. Uh, Wi-Fi. Combine Sandy. The, yeah, combine the palm, bronze vacuum and the umbrella. You make the bronzed vacuum umbrella. Useless. But you're still getting warmed up. <laughs> combine the salamander, the elder plush, oh no! You make a huggable soft salamancer plush. You award it to the Viceroy on account of good behavior. God. The Viceroy is very pleased. Yes. Find the ink bottle and the gushers. You make a box of bodacious black liquid sorrow gushers. Another crocker nightmare rears its ugly head. The ink reverses the healing properties of the blue phlegm. These are pure poison. Mmm. Combine the hubtop and the hairband. You make the hubtop band, a convenient hands-free computing device. She's got a Dragon Ball Scouter. Yeah, she's got a Dragon Ball Scouter. Combine the magnetic W and a bottle of vodka. <laughs> you make a bottle of magnetic vodka. In addition to having high alcohol content, the liquid inside appears to have magnetic properties. You... you guess this could be useful? I was just kind of staring at it. Yeah. Combine the wizard statue and a ball of yarn. You make a ball of silken wizard beer yarn with magical properties. It has magical properties because it's made of a wizard. Maybe you can make something with magical properties that's more useful than this. Find the wizard statue and the knitting needles. You make a pair of needle wands. They crackle with magic energies. <laughs> so, sorry, magic energies. Thank you, thank you. It's time to make something cool to wear. Come on, the knittings and velvet pillow and squiddle shirt. You make a stylish velvet squiddle knit dress. I've seen this for sale. Yeah, I forget. Is this the costume that the the figure I bought you wears, or is it a different one? Um, it's a different one, but you can buy this costume on We Love Fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the, the figure has just a black, um... Oh, okay, that's like what she wears in Act 5, okay. Okay. 
Combine the needle wand and the, the grimoire. You make the thorns of Oglagoth. The needles seem to shiver with the dark desires of the Deep One. Any sane adventurer would cast these instruments of the occult into the furthest ring and forget they ever existed. Uh, these are the, the needles that she has, though. Alright. Uh, next. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's got. <laughs> uh, next. Uh, uh, it's a good thing she just made those sick magic wands because she's got a whole bunch of monsters coming for her. Magic needles, please, please. Mag <laughs> magic needle, please. Well, they were needle wands. Okay, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, aggrieve encroaching malefactors. Yeah, she just makes a real cool pose and her wand, like, charges with magical energy. Jeez. Next. Welcome to the party, motherfuckers! She's shooting flames. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, Jade, build. You take advantage of Dave's nap to make some architectural headway on his building. Uh, but, but it is Dream Jade, Jade building, so who right. knows what's going to happen. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know why we decided to imitate a Jeff Dunham puppet there. Yeah, boy. We do <laughs> better than that. Yeah, we are. We're not... Listen, we're not great, but we're better than that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> or or we are imitating a very old Flash animation. Yeah. Neither great. Neither no. are... But uh, next, she seems to have done well. Yeah. You're really proud of your floor plan. It is so cool. Yep. Uh, next. Speaking of naps, you've been asleep for some time yourself. You suppose you'd better wake up soon. Then your neighbor in the other tower is supposed to be waking up soon too, and it sure would be a shame if you weren't around to greet him. Uh, yeah. Now all the all these the, the prospect denizens are uh, yeah. watching um, her build. So, do you see the one in the middle with the the can of paint? Yeah. Um. Do you know who Ryan North is? Yes. Okay. Yeah. For the, if you don't know, he is a cartoonist. Uh, he makes dinosaur comics. He's also the writer for. Like Squirrel Girl and some other comic yep. books. Squirrel Girl, I, I, he was the writer for Adventure Time comics for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is friends with Andrew Hussey. Yeah. And one day he decided to bother him on Twitter and publicly ask, "How's come Miss Paint isn't present in any of these adventures?" <laughs> so there you go. That's Miss Paint. Great. <laughs> Great! <laughs> um, now it's time for Dave to wake up and jam. And by jam, you mean alchemize, of course. Whoa, your house is huge suddenly. Anyway, let's get this party started. Combine the sunglasses and the iPhone. Make a pair of eye shades. This one was really obvious, because future Dave had a pair, but he took them with him when he prototyped himself. But now you have a pair, too, so that's cool. It's directly... It, it always bothers me. It always bothers me. What, will they have uh, trademarked logos? No, no well, th not that. Like, that I'm kind of getting over because those okay. aren't... By this point, we're not in the books. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well past the books. Uh, but just... Oh, oh, the computer in the eye. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially more with, like, the iPhones because I just can picture... Like, with, you know, like, the, the glasses combined with, like, the... The computer, like, you can, like, see that that is, like, a... Oh, like, you... They made it... You know, like, almost like a... 
you know, like your Google Glass. Like you can still right, see right. through it, but like you can also see text. Yeah. Like that, I just can only picture like that those are just two shaped like iPhone case, like iPhones. Right. Well, I think what makes this one even worse is that like you can clearly see like a halo of light around them. Yeah. So it's not even like the brightness has been adjusted for how close they are to his face. Uh, he does not have on the uh, the he does not have the new update which did not exist at this time. Right. <laughs> where you could, uh, as it got later in the day, it would dim. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They took the flux idea, which, honestly, good idea. Mm-hmm. Let's combine the time tables of the computer. You make the turn top. Convenient computing on the go. Sort of like you have with your eye shades, but with all your important files and apps on there. Not to mention Spurb. Plus, maybe it has weird time powers? You have no idea. You'll mess with it later. <laughs> that's great. Like, that's... Yeah. A... Okay, maybe time powers. Yeah. Uh, let's combine the Puppet Tux and the Smuppet. You upgrade the Puppet Tux future Dave made. You probably made it by combining one of your bro's badass marionette suits with your shirt and scaling it up to fit. That's how you would have made it anyway. You add a Smuppet to the mix to make a softer and more stylish red plush Puppet Tux. That's like walking around in snuggly pajamas. Action, Action pajamas. pajamas. <laughs> you that 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 does look comfy, you know, just for under the house like. Yeah. You don't know, but that's a reference to a, a wrestling podcast. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Where every time someone would walk in with like with their costume, they would always go, Oh, that just looks snug like, you know, comfy just for around the house like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's basically wearing sweatpants and a tuxedo jacket. Yeah. Like, I know it's not, but I would love to imagine that that is a tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> Just to fully complete the look. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure the store sells tuxedo t-shirts that look like Dave's tuxedos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, combine the Pokin, uh, Khaled Scratch and Ruby Contraband. You combine a couple more items you get from Future Dave's loot stash. The broken form of Khaled Scratch and some Ruby Contraband, whatever the hell that is. The resulting item costs a fortune! You have no idea what it is! Let's preview that item with a holopad. You momentarily reconfigure your alchemeter upgrades to make use of the holopad extension. You pop the card in the slot and check it out. The combination would produce the broken Scarlet Ribitar. It, it looks a lot like Kermit. It does look a lot like Kermit. Yeah, we should be clear. The contraband is like a frog made out of ruby. Yeah. And yeah, it, it seems to involve a million of a mystery grist. Yeah. And not even the mystery grist that, like, you know, we have seen from, like, Rose's world. Right, it's just a question mark. Mm -hmm. Let's combine the whole uh, cow scratch and the ruby contraband. Out of curiosity, you try it again with a whole sword. You dial back Khaled Scratch's little turntable, rewinding the sword to a point in its history before it was broken. You then combine it with the red frog thingy to show the complete Scarlet Ribitar. But there's no way you can afford to make that yet, it costs even more now! Maybe you'll stick to combining items around your house for now, rather than stuff from your future Silidex. It'll be less confusing that way, and probably less expensive. So now we understand how he can make the sword whole again. Okay. Yeah, he can, like, make the sword rewind on his personal timeline until it's not broken. Okay, then. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, combine the shitty sword and hell at Jeff drawing. You use one of your bro's really shitty swords in the fridge and print out of hell at Jeff to make a sword. 
This thing is so unspeakably shitty, you're having a hard time even holding it. Come on! I, so, I, I, may, I did not know it at the time, but I, I may have seen Sword. Yeah? Uh, I saw a Skyrim mod where you could have Sword. That's pretty good. <laughs> yep, it's... It, it is a... So, yeah, take the unspeakably shitty sword. Uh-huh. And combine, like, the art styles of Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff. Yeah, it's, like, very... It's, it is it is a, like, anime-ass sword drawn in MS Paint and then covered in JPEG artifacts. Yeah, and colored in badly. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like, in the final frame, he is having trouble holding it because his, like, hands are overlapping. Yeah. It's like it doesn't quite exist on the three-dimensional plane. Yep. And yep. Combine Snoop Dogg photo and mini AC and Cow and Scratch. You make the Snoop Dogg snow cone machete. When foes drop it like it's hot, just turn up the blizzizzle nozzles so, to, so they chill as chislax for a rizzle. And God it's, yeah. fucking damn it. <laughs> and, uh, to represent the Snoop Dogg element of it, it is a... Snoopy branded <laughs> snow cone maker. Yeah. As the hilt of the sword. It's real good. Snoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, the the background of this is a like horribly put together. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like Yeah, Snoop Dogg on the left and some kind of I don't even know what that is behind him. It looks like a Oh, he's like under an overpass. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that is an image from the Snoop, like a something from the Snoop Dogg image. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me if that was like album art from an album or something. Yeah, and we just are too white not to know. Right, exactly. And then it just overlaid with a bunch of like s like frozen tree branches. Or you know, just not big Snoop Dogg fans. Yeah, enough to know <laughs> there are. I know many people who are not Snoop Dogg fans. Right. That was combined the skateboard and the hell of Jeff drawing. You make unreal air. Yeah, it's a shittily... And all of the sweet bro stuff costs zero. Yeah, risk. it's free. Why would you charge someone for this? Yeah, it is a really badly JPEGged yeah. artifact uh, picture of a, a skateboard. Mm -hmm. Next. And there it goes. <laughs> it's ridiculous what kind of air this thing's getting. Dude, come on, get the ruler. Check this out. Yeah, it's not coming back. It just floated away. Floated away. Uh, make another one. You just make another one. You quickly stash it in a card so it can't escape from above. His capital card just starts floating away. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Combine the Game Bro magazine and the timetables. You turn back the clock and make a vintage Game Bro. You think you remember this one from your bro's stash? It's a classic. <laughs> Game Bro. Exclusive bro strategies. The hottest secrets. Challenge your thumbs to the maximum. Outrageous video stunts at your fingertips. Where are all the secrets? In here, bro. <laughs> There's, we got the guy from the, the famous Power Glove ad in the corner, and a kid just freaking out at an NES in like, center with a bunch of skateboarders behind him. Yep. This, I, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen game magazines that look like this. Pretty much, yeah. This is not... That, like, uh, exaggerated. Yep. Combine the Batarang and the Midnight Crew poster. You make a whole pile of Sudorangs, because they're really cool and pretty cheap. Yeah, so they're all different suits, like, in the yeah. 
the card sense. Yeah, yeah. The hearts look like lips. They do. Uh, yeah, those are pretty cool. Combine the plush puppet tux with the Midnight Crew poster. You make four aces suited, which is just a black tuxedo. Yeah, and the, the record is now all white. Oh, it's like a cue ball. Oh, oh. Well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I mean, don't, possibly. I don't know. <laughs> you aren't really sure which one you like better. The red one's softer, while the black one is sort of stiff and starchy. Anyone wearing this suit is all business. Maybe you'll switch it up as your mood dictates. Combine the plush puppet tux and the felt poster. This would make the felt duds if you had some of whatever that green grist is. Maybe it's felt. Maybe. And that has an eight ball. Yeah. Combine the smuppet and the felt poster. You make a jutting out and impudent felt plush. You do an acrobatic fucking pirouette off the handle and into his heart. And he into yours. <laughs> That's disturbing. Yeah. I, I don't like that. <laughs> nope. Combine the dead things in amber and the smuppet. You make a foam mutant smuppet encased in amber. Now we're getting somewhere. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I don't like this at all. No. <laughs> Combine the dead things in amber with the other version with the smuppet. For the sake of science, you or combine them instead of and combine. You make an amber mutant smuttin' a smuttin'. You make an amber mutant smuppet abomination. So cool. Now this is how you make shit work. Egbert and Lalonde should be taking notes. You're the worst at this, Dave. <laughs> You're the worst at this. <laughs> Combine the fetus in a jar and Mr. T puppet. You make a foam fetal Mr. T in a jar. Another backbreaking uh... victory for science. I hate this. <laughs> Everyone else gets cool weapons and Dave just gets abominations. Yeah. Next. And now he's just... Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna read the narration because it says what I was about to say. You're looking pretty chill with your new freak show entourage. The underlings all kind of look put off by it, though. Kind of weirding them out. You, you and me, imps. We get it. <laughs> I love whenever the imps just kind of look distressed. They get that like little like sad like <laughs> yeah grin. Even like the big like uh, serpent monsters are also like hold on. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> Maybe we should just leave this kid alone. Yeah. By the camera and the capsule card. You make the capturoid camera. You can use it to snap a ghost image of any object without capture logging it. Spits it out on a brand new capsule log card every time. Could be a useful way to take a large inventory of anything you encounter without cluttering up your Silidex. Also, for grabbing codes for stuff you can't ordinarily pick up. Hmm, that is handy. Yeah. Uh, and that looks like something that you could have, like, if, like, Homestuck was, like, I know it's a big deal, but if it was a right. huge, huge deal, that you would buy that. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I saw someone is, is pitching a capsule card that you could act that is a bag. Oh, that'd be cool. So you could put stuff in it. I would consider buying that. No, I wouldn't. Hold on. Wait, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, like, do you have any merchandise? Um, I have the first book. Okay. I think that's it. Oh, I have the Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff book. Okay. okay. I forget. My yeah. most prized possession. Yeah, you, you do not go as deep in on merch as I do. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just... That's just I say, who I am. I mean... I am sitting next to a bookshelf that has every Smash Brothers amiibo. 
okay, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, take a photo of yourself. Let's let's real fuck this up. Yeah. You take one of your patented, ironic, cool guy self-portraits. Did this panel get made before selfie was a term in circulation? Uh, maybe. But oh. also, Dave would not call them selfies. Yeah, that's true. Man, so cool. That's really all there is to say on the matter. That is, I, I have noticed that that is a reoccurring phrase with Dave. Yeah. Uh, combine the fetus in a jar and a self-portrait photo. That would apparently make Dave's brain in a jar. Gross. It costs a king's ransom, though, because of course the organ is virtually inimitable. Doesn't stop you from capturing its hologram, though. Uh, capturing the hologram of your own brain. Okay, that's probably the weirdest thing you've ever done, but okay. Combine the brain, tweet burn, hello Jeff drawing, and capture a camera. You make the spadifier. Finally, something useful. It costs you negative 1,000 units of artifact, Grist. So it, it, it gave him. Yeah, he, yeah. he got some Grist. <laughs> Try it out. Let's see. Looks like it automatically prints out a Spadge comic in some way related to whatever you take a picture of. That should save you a lot of time. Specifically the five minutes it takes you to draw a comic. You're a busy guy. So yeah, he took a picture of Dave's sprite. And now he's got, uh, hella Jeff saying, Bro, where'd you go? I was about to show you my chops. Ah, dude, where are those wings? He's Time got... to fly up away in the sun, you fucking piece of garbage. Um, okay? The only thing that's left to really do is watch that asshole fail. You, now what you need to do is you have to just go into Audacity and just lower that bit rate. Just <laughs> really fuck it up. <laughs> I feel like I should be shouting into my, like, $5 microphone. Right. This is like we need to get a wax cylinder recorder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, because I'm a truly broken human being, I was listening to the original recording of Midnight Crew uh-huh. uh, on YouTube, and, like, I one of the first comments, and, like, I actually, like, thought about this for probably too long. Uh, was, I wonder what the guy who wrote this would think if a bunch of teenagers, like, a decade <laughs> later would be like... <laughs> all know this song by heart oh man <laughs> who can truly say yeah like like i don't even think that song was like a hit or anything no i don't think it was either yeah just weird yeah uh next yeah now dave's just posing with all the cool shit he made <laughs> cool well it started off cool yeah and then it got dave ironic right and unironic. Let's be real here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, that 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 skateboard's floating off. Uh oh! You better catch it. Uh, Dave, make uh, make copies of Rose's journal. I, I knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, can't forget the most important thing you came up here to make. Gotta get your Snoop on. Snoop. Let's take a look. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. One book is labeled Meow. The other is titled Complacency of the Learned. Gee, you wonder what could be in Meow. Yeah, read it. I'm not going to keep doing that. <laughs> I believe it's... 
So, in addition to scribbling it all over her walls, she also filled an entire notebook with it. Yep. Whatever it is. Yep. Also, remember how she thought, like, Jasper's talked to her? Yeah. He just fucking meowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. But that seems to have triggered something in young Rose's mind. Yeah. A secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, next. To no surprise at all, this book is full of more meow letters. Looks like Rose is totally nuts. What else is new? You guys should try out the other book. Looks like it's some sort of creative writing project. Read complacently of the learned. <clears throat> Alright. Here we go. <laughs> I, I knew this page was coming. <sighs> Friglish bothered his beard, as if unkinking a hitch in a long silk windsock. A more pedestrian audience would parse the exhibit as nervous compulsion, behavior to petition contempt among the reasonable. He was, however, not surrounded by the reasonable, but the wise, a distinction in men that would forever be the difference in history's garland of treasured follies. As a matter of fact, his cadre of fellow wizards were all putting similar moves on their beards as well. The practice would evince thoughtfulness, sagacity even, if they didn't do it all the time. Standing in line at the bank, shooing squirrels from bird feeders, few occasions were safe. Zazerpan inspected the clue. A single piece of a- Don't fucking type while I'm reading this story to you! Sorry! <laughs> Are you not entertained? I am, I can listen and type at the same time. I know, I'm, I'm joking. Zazerpan inspected the clue. A single piece of evidence cradled in his coriaceous old man palms. It was a human bone, not striking in the tale it told alone, so much as that told by the thousands like it festooning the marshy soil of the mass grave. The grisly expanse bore the texture of a decadent dessert, like one of Smarney's formidable custard trifles wobbled out on wheels for the holidays to the dismay of a small nation. You're certain of this? asked Friglish. Despite what he was doing with his beard, he was, in fact, immersed in meaningful contemplation. I am afraid I am becoming more so with each terrible thick groused by that gaudy timepiece slung around your neck. In case it wasn't clear, Friglish wore a clock Zazerpan didn't care for. It was magic. The massacre of Sirs Nilf was not as written. Let has you convinced it was the hand of our disciples in this blackness? Executus chimed in. <laughs> Boy, I picked that voice before reading that name. <laughs> I believe I... A fat face stammered, eyes darting with the guilt of a thief in the throes of an unraveling alibi. I can summon a more pressing line of inquiry. No, Smarney. Nobody was in the mood for a sticky bunt loaf just now. Zazerpan's ears fell insubstantial to any line of inquiry, pastry-oriented or otherwise. His abstruse contour carved a pondering shape in the fog carpeting centuries dead. His eleven contemporaries too embraced the muted consternation of their great predicant scholar. Few wizards kept sharper adumbratives or read them with such lucidity. When Zazerpan treated men with silence, it was seldom unrepaid by the wise and reasonable alike. It was harrowing to entertain. Zazerpan the learned selected complacency of wizards was marked for grander descendants, 
disciples, hand-picked, vetted by Akite the Bonafide, and tested by Gastral the Munificent. The twelve sweetest, most studious children a pair of elderly eyes could give their sparkle. Not the ragged gutter snipe so oft harvested by the common obscenity. Those vituperative little beggars with hearts to corrupt as dropped bananas brown. That these chosen youngsters would turn was not merely unthinkable, but something of a roundhouse to the temporal bones of the upper indifference's high chamber of soft-skulled prophets. His wisdom-savaged brow pruned further with recount of his many lessons to would-be successors. Lessons to advance humanity's elucidation and prosperity, and out come this bleak trail now painfully obviated. There were few puzzles the learned could not suspend and dissect in the recondite manifold beneath his extremely expensive pointy hat. Daring to pitch his cherished pupils in with the foul melange of history's rogues, the heretofore abstract scourge that built up civilizations with ungodly magic and tore them down with joyful malice would prove an intellectual trespass to make his calcium-deficient bones quake. And more daring yet was the only question that now mattered. Could a bunch of bearded, scraggly old men in preposterous outfits hunt them down? He didn't have an answer. Only a simple observation. So blunt and uncharacteristically jejune for the lauded sage, it was breathtaking in its self-evidency. We're going to need more wands. Wow, think of something better. Did, did I lose you? Oh no, am I alone? Oh no. Oh, sorry, I muted because I was getting a coke. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I, I, I'm muted yet, and on, on the recording, you can hear me opening it, so. <laughs> yeah. You know, what do you say? Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Something about wizards, right? Yeah. Um. So if these are Rose's books, yeah, she's the one who likes wizards. That seems to be something you could conclude about this, yeah. And, and she is the one who made... Or at least is making... She's either made Zarzapan or is making fan fiction of him. Yeah. Which means that Rose's mom built have a statue commissioned and flown in mm -hmm. of Zarzapan for her daughter. That would be a conclusion you could draw. Yep. That would be a conclusion I could draw. Yeah. Next. Uh, also, you know, she's young. But boy, Rose needs to work on her writing. I mean, she's thirteen. She's granted. She's got a good vocabulary. Yeah, no, she's doing. She's doing well on that front. Yeah. Uh, but the 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 gist of that story is, of course, that twelve children who were descended from twelve mighty wizards have gone rogue and are destroying everything. <gasps> hmm. This wizard story seems really involved and kind of confusing. You'll have to save your place and dig into it later, and then maybe ask Rose what the hell the deal with it is. I like that Dave's reaction is not, oh, this sucks, I'm not reading it anymore. It's, okay, I'm in, I'm into it, but I don't have time right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, go get a bookmark, Dave. 
You return to your room in search of a bookmark. Oh, hey. Finally a use for that pointless juice-stained beta that'll never serve any purpose, past or future. No, we, we know that's not the case. Right. That's how Jade gets her copy. Yeah. Now, next. You drop it on the john in case you're looking for some reading material later. Uh, let's, let's check on Rose Day. Let's see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, he hops on his computer and sees more fire shooting out of her wands. Let's pester her. Whoa. Why are you burning your wizard fanfiction? I'm not. This book contains a genetic code. Oh. Okay. Uh, then why are you burning that? The gods from the furthest rings asked me to. Is that some dumb wizard thing you just made up? Or something to do with the tentacle monsters? I can't keep track of what you like anymore. How did you know I wrote a story about wizards anyway? Uh, John told me. He was all snooping around your room while you were asleep, and I was like, No, man, don't. So not cool. Then he was like, Haha, dude, check it out. This book is full of wizard slash. And I was like, I don't even want to know. This is such a crazy violation of privacy. That story sounds suspicious. Do you want me to chew him out about it? I will, because that was so outrageous. I don't know where he got off being like that. No, I don't actually mind. Uh, too bad I missed him. I thought you hated wizards. What's the deal with that? I like wizards. What I don't like is my mother's obsession with feigning interest in them to antagonize me. Oh man, that's so messed up that you think that. She probably digs wizards for real, just like you, and you're blowing shit out of proportion, like pretty much always. You and she probably could have been chatting about how awesome wizards were this whole time, but no! You're probably burning your nut job meow book to Spider too, aren't you? No, I told you it's one of those gene sequences locked in my subconscious. God say it's critical to destroy it. Uh, oh, yeah, I thought that was a joke. When did they say that? When I was asleep. You mean when we were dancing and stuff in our dreams? Uh, yeah. When I flew to your tower, I heard them. They're far above, in the dark sky. I've never seen or heard these things in my dreams. Aren't you often distracted by music and puppets? Uh, yeah. Have you ever looked into the sky without your shades? No, what a ridiculous question. Maybe you should try it sometime. You're the prince of the moon. I'm sure you've been meaning to see a royal audience. Seek a royal audience. Hmm. <clears throat> What do all those dots mean? Don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do that. Get some sky monsters to boss me around. Sounds cool. That's all Dave's probably also pester. So really, why are you burning that? Uh, I just explained this to other Dave. Do I have to explain everything to you twice now? No, I know. I'm just using Dave's spare computer. I saw the whole conversation through his pester jump account. Oh, I see. So instead of having to double explain, I merely have to put up with double uh, spied upon. What a relief! I just mean, you didn't burn that book in the future. That book was completely pointless. I know, but now it's not. You appeared to make it relevant by traveling to the past. So, does that mean the sleeping thing worked? You remember the future? I remember some things. Okay, cool. So, why is the cat code so terrible now? I don't know. But the gods were pretty empathetic about it. Well, okay, I guess it's done, but why are you so sure they're right? Uh, have you ever known them to be wrong? Guess not, but they sort of freak me out. I mean, listening to gross space mutants all day isn't my idea of an awesome time. Especially the ones that sing, oh god. Is that why you always kept the music turned up? No, I flip out to ill jams because they kick ass, obviously. I guess we'll chuck another riddle up in the solved column. Yeah, case fucking closed. <laughs>
Are you talking to future me? I, I just want to point out it was case the fuck closed. Oh, please. you're right. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm out of the loop again. Between you taking orders from Dream Beasts and Birdwing me with, like, future secrets, I'm doing some sort of spectacular fucking jackknife off the loop and getting a wink and a nod from Barack Obama. I'm coming upstairs. Okay. So we've got some stuff about gods? Yeah. That's new. Yeah, that's new. And it's not just, you know, Rose's, like, you know, obsession with the Deep Ones. Right, because Future Dave knows about them, too. Yeah. And it seems like they're somewhere up in the sky above the game? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, next. <gasps> There's a face in Dave's window. A familiar face. Yeah. And that, yeah, now you can see the spray-painted... Oh, yeah, the uh, spray-painted sweet bro. Yep. Next. Yep. That's the Draconian Dignitary, all right. What how he got in? I think he came in through that window. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Fucking got me there! <laughs> I was chill with Dave Sprite, Dave. Alright. Uh. <laughs> I'll take Dave Sprite. Okay. So, it was pretty funny how I made a copy of Rose's Evil Book right before she burned it, and now she doesn't know about it. I know, it's crazy what kind of foresight this guy has. I'm telling you coincidences like that are unreal. They don't ever ha even happen. Most of the time. The best thing about how I did that is how it no way will ever come back to bite us in the ass ever. Dude, our shit is safe. So safe. Gonna sleep pretty fucking sound tonight. The big fucking payload of safety just got dropped on us. Gonna be all hugging my pillow and shit. Grin like a goddamn bear full of honey. Safer than some Flintstone vitamins in a bottle. Keep twisting, Junior. All you get is clicks. Asshole thinks it's candy. Doesn't know it just stepped on a security rake. Got a face full of fucking safety. Yeah. Anyway, guess I'll go back down and burn that book. Alright. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Keep twisting, Junior. Keep twisting, Junior. <laughs> just gonna get clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yep. Oh, no! Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gone. They're gone. I'm gonna guess DD got them. Yeah, that would be reasonable. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Dave, go back in time to stop the thief. It looks like you already tried that. Whoever took those books was a pretty cold-blooded dude. You figure you'll cool it on the time travel for a while. Don't want to see the Dave corpses start to pile up. Especially if one of them winds up being you. Yeah, there's just a dead Dave with his throat slit in the middle of Dave's floor. Jesus. So yeah, like some so but Dave decided not to go back. So does that negate the So this becomes more obvious later on, but uh it's not spoiler or anything to elaborate on how time travel works in Homestuck. It's more um parallel timelines. Mm -hmm. So by deciding to go back in time, there's like one uh main timeline and that's the one we watch. Okay. And time travelers come from, like, forked timelines. Okay. Yeah. So, like, just how um, Dave Sprite's timeline stops existing once he travels back to the main timeline, mm -hmm. this guy did the same. So there's no, like, paradox, because this is a Dave from a different timeline. Okay. Okay, I get that, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, we're just seeing, like, the mainline Dave who would, yeah, okay, get it. Yeah. Dave, throw yourself out the window. 
You ditch the body before Jade sees it. That would probably freak her out. You can say DD. Yeah, DD's still hanging out down there. Uh, John, press a button on the control panel. You push one of the nearby buttons. It activates the upper right monitor. The view is locked on a particular location on Earth at a particular date and time. Whoever was in the lab appears to have recently calibrated this device. Looks kind of like the suburb. Yeah, but there's something there that wasn't there when we saw the suburb. Yeah, let's examine it. Let's examine that monitor. The monitor displays a town on the west coast of the United States. It appears to be your old neighborhood, but there's a factory there you don't recognize. The date is December 1st, 1995, a few months before you were born. It's a Betty oh, Crocker factory. son of a bitch. It's a Betty it's Crocker factory, yeah. It's, it's a Betty Crocker factory. He also looks like there's some kind of strip mall there, too. Yeah. Uh, let's zoom in. An old woman is escorted by her son on a lovely day. A target has been locked over the gentleman's mother. That's... Dad and, uh, and Nana. Yeah, it is. Next. A meteor overhead looms unnoticed. Oh no! Oh no, next! They witness the destruction of the facility. Collateral damage to a corporation owned by a renowned billionaire explorer. A mystery begins. Crocker! Crocker, but also billionaire explorer... Jade's grandpa owns Betty Crocker in this world! <gasps> oh my god. That's... Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. We, we read about those... the... Meteor. Long ago. Right, yeah. John's dad had all those newspaper clippings of meteors. Yeah. And now we are starting to see why. Yeah. Let's press the blue button. He does that. And it, it, it's much more stylized. Yeah, it's all reflected in his glasses like a cool anime boy. Yep, next. You create a paradox ghost imprint of the woman you recognize to be your grandmother. Yeah, it, it, it's like when in a, the lab near Rose. Rose's yeah, house. When, when you're trying to make Jasper's. Yeah, next. The ghost sludge is sucked into a glass tube. Actually, I think we... Speaking of Rose, with that stuff... Yeah. Like we know it. Not only did her mom, uh, yeah, apparently bring all them wizards into the house because she knew her daughter liked wizards. Also, like, she did not throw that funeral for that cat to, like, torment her. She did it because she saw that her daughter was writing the word meow over and over all over her walls. Yeah. And like, thought it had traumatized her. And then also used her science powers to try and make her a new cat. Oh no! I mean, that's what that lab would be for, right? Yeah. She's trying to clone Jasper's from the past, and Vodka Mutini's the closest she's gotten so far. Oh. Let's, let's switch to four. Like, her mom has not been an abusive mom at all. Rose has just been a shitty teenager. Yeah. Her mom loves her. Yeah. You switch to a monitor displaying a view of a remote island in the Pacific on December 3rd, 1995. We can see that this is clearly Jade's. Yeah, but her house is not there yet. Her house is not there, and there's a, there's a yacht. Yeah. Zoom in on that yacht. A renowned billionaire explorer approaches on his yacht. An old factory lost two days prior, but a new shipmate gained. Together, they settle the island and plunder its secrets. Uh, uh, 
Do you want to describe what you see here? Um, so there's Jade's grandpa. Uh Uh-huh. And there's a little baby Jade, and that's adorable. Yep, like little infant Jade. And the the ship's name's Jade. It's got her little Adam logo. Yep. She's got the bunny! She's got the bunny we just saw John get from Rose. Yeah, and not just that. It it is, yeah, it is. You got all the stuff on it. Right, yeah, yeah, it's clearly Rose's version of the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Next. A meteor overhead streaks unnoticed, headed toward an unseasonably warm city in the central United States. Uh, we, we can see, uh. The name. Uh, Beck. Beck. Yeah, that's, that's the better way to put it. Yeah. Let's press the blue button. You create a paradox ghost imprint of the man you spotted in the woods with your book. The ghost sludge is collected. Uh, switch three. You switch to a view of an unseasonably warm city in the central United States on December 4th, 1995. So I guess this is where people got kind of Dave's... Oh, where Dave lives? Uh, yeah. Like I said, I think you can see his like actual like coordinates on one of those old flashes, but oh, okay. this definitely reinforces it. Yep. Oh, little Vakamutini's taking it out. Yeah. And Maple Hoof's just on the side. Yep, Maple Hoof just shoving her butt into the screen. Yep, zoom in. An outrageously awesome dude stands before a crater where his favorite record shop stood one day prior. Oh no. It's bro. Yeah. It's the sweet bro. It is the sweet bro. Next. He's prepared for the occasion with a small pair of outrageously awesome shades. A meteor overhead races unnoticed, headed to a lake near a laboratory on the east coast of the United States. No aquatic life would survive. He's got little glasses. He's got little baby-sized glasses. Yeah. Let's, let's press the blue button. You create a paradox ghost imprint of the outrageously awesome dude. The sludge is allocated to one of the, another pair of tubes. So these are all going into different tubes. Right. So there were like two... It's like there's two sets of two, and Dave's yeah. grandpa and John's grandma went into one set, and now uh, Dave's bro is going into the other set. Yep, switch two. You switch again to a view of your neighborhood. On April 13th, 1996. It's the day of your birth. There's more real estate you don't recognize near the recently devastated baked goods facility. It's a shopping mall you've never seen before. Hmm. Zoom in. A professional lady and new mother has traveled from the opposite coast at the behest of a famous and wealthy scientist to study one of numerous recent celestial anomalies while he's on expedition. She notices a meteor overhead, on collision course with a quaint family joke shop. A distinguished gentleman notices the lady and comes outside to greet her, oblivious to the threat above. The gentleman's mother remains inside, busying herself with a tall bookshelf, a ladder, and a rather hefty unabridged joke book. And the the shop is called the Prankster's Gambit, and the window has Nana's face on it. Yep. Um, and that's that's Rose's mom. Yep, with a baby Rose. The baby Rose, and the I think we know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, that this is where Nana died. It seems that way. Next. An old mother lost today but a new son gained. 
Oh. your books are flying all over the place. They are. Yeah, this was the day John was born. Yeah. Next. The gentleman discovers a clue. A powerful nose detects perfume. The lady has fled. The mystery deepens. Uh, next. But the monitor has not lost track of the lady. She's like on the hill overlooking the suburb. Making yeah. a cool action lady pose. Action lady pose. And Rose is there and she's got the bunny. Yeah, we can see. Yeah, it's, it, this looks more like the what the Conair bunny looks like right now. Yeah. It's a little dirtier. Yeah, let's press the blue button. You create a paradox ghost imprint of the professional lady. The sludge fills the final tube. Once all the tubes are filled, an automated sequence begins to execute. Uh, next. Four young paradox clones are created. Oh. My. God. That is... A baby grandpa. A baby nana. A baby bro. And a baby mom. Uh. I'm breaking a bit. I'm breaking a bit. I'm breaking a bit. I'm breaking a bit. Uh. Hmm. So this is obviously a much better version of the lab on the ground. Right. Um. Rose's mom's version seems like a pretty cheap imitation of this by comparison. Yes. Because they're making kids. Right. And they're not mutated at all. No. Yeah. Whew. Uh. I don't really have a lot to say. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah, it's something weird. Uh, John, there's only one more button to push. Ectobiology sure does involve a lot of button pushing. At least it does when you're a junior ectobiologist. Your loyal assistant, Dr. Meowgon, is all over this one. Uh, next? The two sets of uh, slime pods are dumped into one container. One pair of tubes empties the sludge into the chamber below. The other pair as well. Another sequence is activated. Yeah, so, and like the button, like, have like a little DNA symbol, which I'm right. starting to learn is a bit more important than maybe. Yeah. Next? Yeah, because we should say the monitors on these things are, like, genetic code flying by. Yeah. And another set of four babies appears on the pod. These ones are a lot more familiar. They sure are, aren't they? Yeah. So, Ashley, let me tell you about the day the ships died. <laughs> Far and away, up until this point, uh... Jade and John and Dave and Rose were the most popular ships in this comic. And okay. Guess which two ships just became incestuous. Oh no! <laughs> there was much wailing and gnashing of teeth this day. Uh, so here's a little thing. I you know made a tweet long ago when I first started. Uh huh. Um. And I saved it because people, the, the response to it was so in one specific way that I assumed that there must be a reason why. Okay. I wasn't sure why, but I wanted to keep it. So I'm going to read that to you now. Okay, go for it. I don't know much about shipping and Homestuck yet, but I know that what, 
I see Rose and Dave. It feels wrong. Gotta get that <laughs> shit paint going early. <laughs> so I'm going to tweet that again. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. There were the so many people were so angry. I'm sure. Oh boy. But also, what does this mean, Ashley? So that means that all the kids, so John and Jada related. Yeah. And they, they're combined. We don't know if it was through this means or if it was through, you know, the, the good old human means. Right. From Nana and Jade's grandpa. Right. Nana and Peepa. Yeah. And the Rose and Dave mm-hmm. are from Rose's mom and Dave's bro. Yeah. Huh. And um, do you notice someone who's missing from this plate of babies? John's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Which, if we... So, that's not his dad. That's not his dad. Jade's grandpa's his dad. Yeah. Which would... And assuming that John's dad really is his grandmother's son... That means that John's dad's actually his brother. Oh, no! Oh, no! Or at least his half-brother. His half-brother, yeah. I mean, we don't know who Nana married. Presumably yeah. someone... I mean, probably not Jade's grandpa, because Jade's grandpa's last name isn't Egbert. No. Oh. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh-huh. There's a lot going on here. Yeah, there is. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. So... Uh huh. We don't know if they grew up together. We could probably guess that they probably didn't because you know they don't remember each other. But you mean um the the kids the, or the the kids? Parents. Okay. But you know, people have been forgetting stuff recently. Sure. Uh, so yeah, we we don't know what exactly you know. It, they could you know they could have like you know grown up up until like recently and they just don't remember it. Right. Although that may be, you know, like I said, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So these these are just shots in the dark. Right. But yeah, so I haven't worked how the bunny fits into this yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 revelation about John's dad is fucked up. Right. John's not dad because we know that Rose, as an infant, has the bunny as it exists now. And yeah. Jade as an infant has the bunny after it's been mended by Rose. So there's gotta be some time Which if travel. Which, if we went with the, um, what we were talking about before, if we're speculating that Jade's present is also a rabbit, that would explain how she got it. Because she had it as a baby. Yeah. I mean, well, I guess that doesn't explain how she got it. We just know yeah. that she does have it. Yeah. But yeah, what are you saying? There's gotta be some time travel involved? There's gotta be some time travel or a purifying. We've seen that. Oh, sure, yep. Which I think is just a fancy form of time travel. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it is a, right. a... yeah. It is a word that we're using, so we're going to use it. Sure, fair enough. <sighs> <I'm>... 
I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have John scale the echeladder, and we're just gonna keep going. Yeah. You storm up your echeladder to claim the coveted, if difficult to pronounce, rung, ectobiolaw babysitter. Yeah, I don't think I said it right. No, ectobiolaw babysitter. There we go. Your ladder is absolutely hemorrhaging the boon dollars. Just what your poor Carlos fat ass needs. I'm, I'm surprised they have not made a pork hollow bank. Yeah, true. That's just a blue piggy bank. It would not be hard to make. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's just buried in babies. Yep. He's okay with it. Yeah, next. You surpass one million boon dollars and trade them all in for a single whopping boon buck. This is, of course, going directly into the college fund for these youngsters. <laughs> sure is heavy. Eh, into the hollow it goes. Next, next. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's going to work out. <laughs> uh, the, the piggy bank does not seem uh, happy with this idea. Poor Carlo, please, please. Yeah, of course, I'm sorry. Next. Oh, oh no! Yeah, he smashed his poor Carlo. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, navigating the veil nearby. An old man has much to do before he returns to Earth, dies, gets stuffed by his adopted yet biological daughter-slash-granddaughter, and stuck in front of a fireplace. Taking priority at the moment is shipping two passengers long overdue for a reunion. Okay. That's a weird sentence. Yeah. Adopted yet biological. Yep. Because she doesn't know. Let, so, j let me ask you this. Why... Why'd bro bring them baby shades to that crater where that meteor hit? Oh, God. They're, the babies are on the meteors. They're on the veil. Mm-hmm. The veils go through the thing, and so the babies end up on the meteors. Okay. And when that's when the, why the meteor, when it hit John's house, when, uh, John's dad's and Nana's business, uh huh. there was John in there. Yeah, I, Ashley, I don't think John just made copies of them. I think he might have just made the originals. Oh, no. <laughs> I just tweeted my brain is breaking. Uh, no, someone, someone posted Zarya fan art. <laughs> don't like my tweets. <laughs> Yeah, he, he made the originals. He made... Oh, God. <laughs> Next. So, can, well, before that, uh, okay, let, me, yeah. let me link you to a, a page from Act 3 when we were getting acquainted with Jade, where uh, she asked her... She was trying to talk about how stupid her Magic 8-Ball is and that it can't answer even simple questions because she asked it if it's your friend John's birthday today, and its answer was not exactly. I can't overturn this table <laughs> but I really really want to they they told you Ashley like a thousand pages ago God, it's not exactly his birthday because he wasn't exactly born yep yep okay <laughs> next oh this is so good this is delicious because he never got this with, with Mike right yeah we never got this far yeah. Yeah, he's got a cool flying airship with his yep. face on it. Next. Now we're zooming into two figures up on one of the masts. Uh, next. Ah, oh, it's Dad and Mom. 
Yep, it's, it's dad and mom. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Oh, he uses his wallet fetch modus to give her back the scarf that he found all them years ago. I, w I wonder how that works. Yeah, it's a good question, right? Yeah. Next. And yeah, she takes it and puts it on, looking quite stylish. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, so wait, if he also made the babies of the of the of the parents. Yeah. Then they must go to Earth at some point too. Uh, I mean, you could certainly uh, that you drew that conclusion, yeah. <laughs> Next, they're they're touching their Holding hands. Yeah, they are. They're reaching out for each other. Yeah, they're they're looking. I guess against Gaia. Yeah, they're just holding hands and regarding this crazy mixed up world they found themselves in. Yep. Let's have CG troll John. Oh, vodka vitis. Vodka vitis play with baby John. He's tickling his belly. Tickling his belly. And, and, and uh, bro, I think has already broken one of the. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Nana hat is now on John's head. Yep. Rose Jeez. and Mom are like playing patty cake. Yep. They're very cute. They're very cute, and it's fucking me up. Yeah. See, this is case in point. What point? The point I was just making about the alternate riddle, you blithering, feculent shithole. Oh, that's your cue to laugh at me or some more, I guess. You seem to really get off whenever I flame you. He was underaged. Oh man! I must be getting closer to the conversations where you're trolling me harder! This is pretty exciting! I can't wait to see what you got up your sleeve! You see what I mean? Fuck you about that! Anyway, you weren't making a point about the ultimate riddle, dude! Yes, I was! Now I'm losing my train of thought, dipshit! Nope, we never talked about it. Yet. Oh hell, that's right. Damn it, I guess this is going to be confusing. Oh, you're just starting to figure that out now? See, I kind of pinned myself into a corner. I started trolling you at the end, just before the rift, and then jumped back a little. And now I've got to come up railroading into working backwards here. Unless I want to do the sort of dumb schizophrenia hopping around like the others. Oh my god, I know! You've already told me like a million times! I have! Wow, I can't wait for all these amazing conversations to take place. It's gonna be like that humidification with the giant red chimney asshole up in here. You know the one where a bunch of uh, moany nooksuckers sing a little pine tree, I think? Man, I've gotta say, I'm a little disappointed by this masterful trolling you were bragging about. I was bragging? Why would I bother with that sort of pedantic human horseshit? Maybe you should consider that I was bragging to get your hopes up in the future, only to let you down, and thus troll you masterfully in that respect. Maybe, but that would be pretty weak too. Your brittle human calcium base skull is what is weak. If you and I were in the proximity of a blunt instrument, I wouldn't have much trouble proving it. Whatever. So what was the case in point you were making, anyway? I was scrolling back and I noticed you were in the veil. Whoa, I am? Yeah, dum-dum. You're trembling around like a big goddamn meteor. You're just creating younger versions of yourselves and your guardians. Probably muck around with that thing like a doofus. Wait. These are baby versions of us? That's so clueless. What do you think you were doing there anyway? Well, I saw footage of my Nana and some other people who I'm pretty sure were like Jade's grandpa and Rose's mom and stuff from a long time ago. And then there were all these little guys scurrying around. 
So they're like clone copies of us? No. They are literally you and your guardians. Paradox clones. Huh? What do you mean they're literally us? Do they go back in time? Well, yeah, obviously. Great guess, hero. Brain hero. But technically, they aren't even sent back in time because with respect to the media in your universe timeline is meaningless. Seriously, why would it give a crap about Earth, past, or future, or whatever? From its perspective, it's just a bunch of points to choose from. Just like your chronology is from our perspective. But I guess that's a bunch of semantics with respect to your personal chronology. Yeah, they go back in time. A Paradox clone is by definition a correctly cloned duplicate that will never go back in time and become the original target that was cloned. So it's a malform clone. If it's a malform clone, then it's just meaningless mutant that has no bearing on the stable oop continuum. You don't see tentacles or extri balls or work bone bulges. So these gross little things are going to become all you guys waiting to go to Earth and grow up that becomes these accepted bunch of grub-fisted douchebags you all are now. And this was the point I was trying to make about the ultimate riddle. What is the riddle anyway? Maybe I can guess. I'm good at riddles. Aha! <laughs> Think again, ignoramus. It's not even that great. Or even much of a riddle at all. I and like the your car cat trends real close to, like, Beavis. Yeah, I've noticed that. Eh, <laughs> 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 eh. <laughs> 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 it <was a> bulge. Eh. <laughs> Pardon me, continue, please. Yeah, thank you. Let me do, continue my craft. <laughs> Girls Adventure, you will have encountered all these little fragments of like weird poems and shit. You find them on your quest, clues and stuff buried in them, and to help you solve puzzles and move huge stone columns that make staircases appear and lots of nonsense like that. It's all massed in a flowery sort of frothy poetic jackassery that nobody would really care about. And I'm sure as hell don't care about spoiling it for you. But with all these lofty, symbolic illusions boiled down to is some grander statement about what you see happening here. That they were always the key to seeding your own existence throughout the game. And any hope that it could have played it any differently or that you could have avoided the whole match was always just a ruse. A distraction, perhaps? What? Never mind. Because if it didn't go down this way, then how are you even going to get it? Which is especially pathetic since Paradox Space apparently... Went all the trouble to make sure you just have you fail and die. Really, there's nothing more tragic than null sessions full of kids entering the game and filling some cosmic destiny shit just to get wiped out and leave behind an emptyly pointless insisphere for all eternity. Actually, sort of hilarious. Or it would be if it didn't affect me personally. But anyway, there's a lot more in the riddle than just that. Like what we were talking about last time we talked. But that's well, that's the gist of the themes it deals with. Okay, well, if I run into some salamanders who tell me all about this riddle and get really excited about it, I'll try to act surprised. So this is the same kind of thing you went through? With, like, being your own paradox clones and creating your own parents and stuff? Yep. How did that even work with 12 of you? It was really fucking complicated, and I'm not going to get into it. Our family structures are already way more complicated than yours, even with getting spooky time slime involved. Basically, we have nothing in common whatsoever. Except maybe this. I was the guy in your position to make all these clones. And frankly, it all kind of freaked me the hell out. Huh. Yeah, I guess now that you mention it, I'm finding it all a little strange. Oh, only just now? 
Fuck, you are fast. I hope you got the mad boom bucks to pay for all these speeding tickets. No, no. I mean, the ghost stuff and paradoxes are one thing, of course. It's just something else. It's just... This is really weird. What's so weird about it? Well, normally humans hatch from, like, these slimy pods. And we wriggle out as little pink larvae. Oh, really? Huh. Maybe we have more in common than I thought. <laughs> Maybe they really are mute clones and they aren't going back to seed your planet. Um, sure? Hell, I'm confused now. Not that I give a shit about you and your pointless, awful lives. Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you get back to me in a few minutes? I mean, like, a few minutes of my time, not yours. All these little pink monkeys are getting way out of line, and I have to tend to them. If you message me in a couple minutes, we can continue conversing in a sane, linear fashion for a change. Um, okay. And then after that, you can keep going backwards and then make fun of me ride my little red rocket. You can tell me I look like a silly little paradox clone fresh out of my slime tube, and this is all just a big nursery time recess jamboree. That'd burn me pretty good. Okay, that is pretty good. I can't use it because you said it! Later, i.e. right now, you would get the satisfaction of knowing you were the one to come up with that burn. See, you're dealing with a pro. You can't out-troll me, so just forget about it and stop trying. <laughs> oh, John, you prankster! I got him! Yeah. Got him good! Got him. Let's tend to the little pink monkeys. They're scrambling all over the place! They appear to be preoccupied by some of the objects littered around the lab. Eh, at least it's keeping them busy. John is... Obsessed with the Sasker book. Yep, and Nana is inside of uh, the hat. Aww. It's adorable. Adorable. Next. Oh, and those bro fell asleep on little Cal. At least someone likes that thing. Yeah. Uh, next. And uh, Dave's on Maple Hoof, and uh, Grandpa's got two revolvers. <laughs> Where did those come from? Uh, Jay's Grandpa must have left them behind, I guess. I guess. Gotta arm himself. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine that man thinking, you know what, I, listen, I need guns. I always like, need guns. Out, out of the womb. Yeah, out of the, exactly. the, the science womb. Yeah. Uh, let's get trolled by CG again. Okay, it's a few minutes later. Look how sane and linear we are being. Yeah! Oh, okay, awesome. Now, fuck you and goodbye. Wait! What? I was just looking at all these rascals, and I was wondering how they go back in time and become us and stuff. Does it have something to do with the Reckoning? How do you know about that? You told me. We had this great dare going to see who could be the least helpful and informative. And you totally lost, dude! You were hella helpful. I was obviously just spiting your stupid, pointless human dare. What is a dare, anyway? It's nothing! Someone says do something, and then, oh, laugh, laugh. You lose. If you... Don't do it. That isn't anything that deserved a word. You don't even have a word for dare in our language. Close approximation would be worthless fucking bullshit waste of time for silly little children. Oh, wow. Is that the title of a movie, too? Yes, the title of a dumb movie you ever liked. Ha <laughs> That isn't even true and doesn't make sense. Anyway, how could you have made a dare if I'm moving backwards on your timeline? You would dare me to do something, then I would do it next time. But you would even remember the dare, because you didn't make it yet. That's what isn't true and doesn't make sense, you damp bag of puke. Well, yeah, the dare never happened. I was joking around and made that up to give you a hard time. 
You have sounding stupid down to such a science. Where's your lab coat and test tubes, Dr. Brain Professor? I'm wearing a lab coat. Sort of. You look like an elf! That's bullshit. You look like you should be blowing into a funny little shell and limbering up for silly cookie dance. Do you even have elves? Yes, let's compare where which fancy creatures that don't exist we both do or don't fucking have. What a great fucking idea, John! Uh, what? You asked about the reckoning, so why don't we talk about that instead of all these pretty much terrible things? Okay. Yeah, so when the reckoning starts happening, all these Paradox clones get shifted off to meteors, flung through Sky Defense Portal, and sit back to Earth. End of story, I guess. Bye. Wait! So that means we're all sort of like Superman? Yeah, I, I guess. Cool! You all trace that mythological footsteps of your beloved human Superman who really is just a muscular Caucasian alien. It's hilarious how humans worship him as a pinnacle of human heroism and virtue, but he isn't even human. Actually, it's incredibly pathetic. And also, in a way, kind of admirable. Because it means deep down you almost realize how who your daddy is. We are. Yeah, Superman is pretty cool, I guess. Did you know Nicolas Cage was almost going to play Superman one time? Oh, my throbbing felon lobe. Who gives a brapping fuck about that? John Agbert, you have assassinated my patients. Adios, loser. Wait! Get back to me in a couple minutes, okay? <laughs> Fine. I like how excited John is that he could be Superman. Yeah. Well, I'm going to one. Yeah. It's good to have a drink next to me. Good to have that, uh, that Coke because. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Yeah. I may not have teeth by the end of this session. <laughs> it's, it's that strong Coke. I, I can definitely take some CG shifts if you want some. Uh, oh, rest. no. I love them. I love them. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, if you need. If ever your poor throat needs a rest, don't yep. feel like you have to shoulder that burden alone. Yep. Uh, next. Facepalm X2 combo for Carcat. Carcat's angry. Yeah. The, <laughs> I mean, I'm not well, sure I mean, that's ever not true. But angrier. <laughs> yeah.